I'm Alex. And this is Not Today, our true survival story podcast where about... we talk about true survival stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I actually really want to figure out like a good way to open up the podcast, like a fun introduction. Like You'll I feel like there. a lot of, well, yeah, but I, I feel like a lot of podcasts have like, like, for instance, I listen to a lot of Morbid and My Favorite Murder and all those fun ones. And, you know, Morbid's got weirdos and My Favorite Murder has murderinos. And I want a thing, you know? We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll find a thing. Yeah, we'll find That's a thing. That's not too cheesy and terrible yeah it's tough well i mean you just brought up survivor squad i don't know how i feel about it if you have no, ideas it's not good i mean if, i knew it wasn't good yeah i mean just threw it out we're there. just spitballing but if you if you have ideas let us know you know dm us on instagram send me an email you know the whole thing do you have anything to talk about before we jump into this week's before story because we this in. one's just made me so mad <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, no, I, this entire time you were researching, I remember, like, multiple times you are like, I want to tell you how much of a shithead this guy is. He's just a shithead. And, uh, I was like, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's good because it's not nearly as bad as some of the, like, true crime stories you can encounter. Like, there's plenty out there that are, you know have a lot more going on and this one's terrible don't get me wrong it's like tragic and fucked up and like uncalled for but like uncalled for well completely (laughs) and this guy just makes me so goddamn mad because one he's there's just it's senseless and it's like there there was nothing behind it and he's just so fucking stupid i'm sorry i'll stop being (laughs) so heated before we even get in um, i'm just so mad about it (laughs) Mad before we've even told a word. Well, you got to you got to think about the, so you got to think about it this way. I have been researching the story for a couple days it. now, and like all day long, I've just been eat, sleeping, and breathing this goddamn story. And well, who ooh. who's the guy? The guy. All right. Who is this guy? This this. I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. This little dick ass. All right. This. This guy, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll calm myself. Um, so um, this story is the kidnapping story of Jamie Kloss, which is actually like, it happened quite recently. It, this is a story from 2019. Like this is under a year old kind of thing, which is crazy to think about because I was thinking, I was thinking about this earlier. Like when you like hear these true crime stories or these serial killer stories or all these things they they happened in like the 70s and the 80s and then whatever right. like far it's back like so detached it's so detached and it's like yes those are terrible things and you can put yourself yeah, in those stories and whatever half a but, century ago. but like you know it's not something that happened literally months ago i i don't know that was just like kind of jarring when so i realized it was so recent i would imagine it's probably still like if he got charged i'm if it's true crime he got charged for something i would imagine yes. like is the trial still going on no it's like oh so he was convicted that seems quick well so we'll get into it but this this guy gave like a full ass uh um confession confession yeah he gave a full confession like right away and he's just the worst human um i mean i'm sure there's worse humans but i don't like him for sure i can say that for certain cool um we don't like criminals on this podcast no we heard it first here (laughs) anti-criminal we do not support criminals so if you are one don't do that don't do Stop that. that yeah okay anyway <laughs> this is the story of jamie Kloss. um so we're gonna start this story uh talking about 
good old Mr. Jake Patterson. He is Jake. our guy. Um, so Jake Patterson was born on June 17th, 1997. So he's actually our age. <laughs> he's like Wait. just a slightly older than What the me. fuck? <laughs> yeah. My he's birthday is Gen Z? Yeah. I'm in August and he's in June. So actually I. So he's literally 23 right now. Yes. Wow, this is a little too close to. Uh, I know because it's like here. it happened a couple months ago, and he's already, which is yeah. like weird. Um, anyway, so yeah, ninety-seven was his birth year. Um, he was the youngest child of Patrick and Deborah Moyer Patterson. His father was an electrical supply worker, and Deborah was described as a homemaker. So I assume a stay-at-home mom. Um, not much is known about his childhood, but his parents went through a divorce. Um, when he was about 10 years old and he was moving back and forth between the two homes which i mean you know i guess can be traumatic for a child or whatever right. if the home life where, is not great um, so. where are the two homes minnesota and and i think minnesota somewhere okay. just further away okay so it's not like he like was going between states i don't think it so. was like okay yeah it was i all think local. it was just like local yeah, minnesota local enough i think um so he was described as always being a quiet guy who was just kind of there. Um, he was a good student. He was part of the quiz bowl team. He read a lot and didn't really participate in sports or other activities. Um, and before junior year, his classmates said that they noticed some changes in his behavior. Um, he began sporting a crew cut and showed flashes of temper, which I just thought it was funny that they were like, you know, he changed. He was sporting a crew cut. He was sporting a crew <laughs> That's cut. That's what it said. I was just like... I don't know. He got a haircut and everything changed. Everything changed when he got that crew cut, man. Yeah, I know. Um, so, so it was the hair. Yeah. It was the hair. I mean, they're a little creepy. I mean, they can look good. If done correctly, they can look really yeah. good. I know a few people with crew cuts that look just but, chef's yeah, kiss. I don't but, know. Maybe if he went from beaver cut to uh, crew cut, it was a bit abrupt. Yeah, I don't know. But um, so... His classmates said that little things would make him really upset and he would cry or get very angry um, and bordering on violent. Um, he never had any legal troubles throughout his childhood slash teenage years, but he was once caught with his older brother siphoning gas, but nothing really came of that. Um, his older brother, however, was convicted uh, in 2013 of fourth degree sexual assault, 2014 conviction of bail jumping and two felony counts of manufacturing or delivering THC, which resulted in eight months of jail sentence. So not a great role model. Wait, I don't know why this is what I'm focusing on, but manufacturing and delivering THC like weed or like he literally yeah. synthesized the compound no. THC. It's definitely just weed. It was it was not like a big heist of okay. sorts. So he was dealing weed. He was weed. probably just a weed dealer and got okay. caught. Okay. But that was just the official like, Is just he some sophisticated wording. chemist? No. No, definitely not. I don't know. Um it was just, just wondering. No, that's that was just funny. No, um it, that was just the wording that I copy and pasted off of the website. Right, well, whoever wrote that article is... Uh, They're giving him too much credit. Yeah, that was a little too sophisticated for dealing weed. Right. Um, so Jake had a few close friends in high school, but after their graduation, he wasn't interested at all in staying in touch with really anyone. He didn't give out his email address or his phone number. He skipped senior prom, the class trip, the senior photo, um, and he always seemed a little bit odd... Um, but people chalked it up to him just wanting to be independent. Um, so, uh, is this a private high school, public high school? I Do you know probably, how big it is? Probably public. I think it was small. I think he lived in a uh, a town of like, I want to say that the town itself was like seven hundred people. Like, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking like 
uh, at least for the high school I went to, you know, there was 500 people in your graduating class. Like if somebody missed prom, nobody noticed. No, I don't think it was that like that. I think his, so it his must high, have been small. Yeah, I think his graduating class was like around 100, if not less than that. Yeah. So it wasn't very big at all. Um, yeah. Well, I guess like it's not like nobody would notice, but like only your like circle of friends would notice. Yeah. And, and, like, and his classmates and did notice. Have... They did. I mean, I think it was small yeah. enough that like they kind of yeah. definitely knew who he was and that he wasn't there, you yeah. know. Um, so Jake joined the Marine Corps in 2015, but was thrown out um, five weeks in. Um, people would see him around town working odd jobs, but for the most part, he was very much off of people's radar after high school. Um, in October of 20... 20- wait, wait. So do you know why he got thrown out of the military? Um, it might have been for like a medical reason. I Or maybe it was for his temper. I don't exactly know why, but I do know it was after five weeks, which is... Short. Short. Are you even like discharged at that point? Like, did he get a dishonorable discharge no i don't think he i I think it was was just like you weren't even in the military yet discharge yeah it was like this is basic training and we don't like you you did something wrong or you're medically can't be here i don't know um Hmm. so in 2019 um in october jake began working at saputo cheese usa um (laughs) you enjoy that that he worked at a cheese saputo (laughs) saputo cheese (laughs) i love that name yeah it's great um so he was actually, he actually only worked there for two days. Um, two days. Yeah, he did. He only showed I'm up. I'm seeing a theme here. Right. He only worked there for two days. Um, and um, I believe on his way to work on his second day, he saw Jamie Kloss board a school bus in Barron, Wisconsin. Um, Jamie was a 13-year-old at the time, green-eyed, strawberry blonde, eighth grade student at Riverview Middle School. She was about five feet tall and 100 pounds at the time. Um, she's described as a very active girl who enjoyed dancing, ice skating, playing volleyball, just your typical middle school girl who had a close group of friends and was very close with her family. Um, her parents were James and Denise Kloss, and they both worked at the turkey processing factory Jenny O. Um, from all accounts, just very loving, normal parents. Um, and so at this point where Jake in his car saw her boarding the school bus, he obviously didn't know anything about her or her name but he later told investigators that as soon as he saw her, he knew that she was going to be the girl he was going to kidnap because apparently he had been thinking about this for like two years prior and he was very much, Oh, he was just waiting for the one. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he actually said like, if it wasn't Jamie, it would have been someone else. Like if he hadn't seen Jamie that day, it absolutely would have been someone else, which is just crazy. Wait, so was he going to decide that day no matter what, or was it like something weird? Yeah, about I don't think her he that was just like, triggered something in him. Right. Yeah, I don't think he was like he. I don't think he woke up that morning and was like, "Today's the day I'm gonna find a girl to kidnap." I think he just saw her and liked what he saw, which is gross. Oh, it's so fucked up. But it's so weird. Like, how does like how does it? Why is it hurt? Like, right. why? What made that happen in your mind? Right. I don't know. I really don't. And I don't think he ever gave a real reason. He just said that he saw her and knew that it was her that he was gonna take. Yeah. Um, so Jake began stalking Jamie's home. Um, he would show up late at night with the intention of kidnapping her, but chickened out a few times before he actually went through with it. Yeah. Why don't you keep chickening out? Yeah, honestly, dude. Um, but so the first time he went, he saw cars in the driveway, which scared him away. And then a night or two later, he aborted his plan after spotting lights and people in the house. 
Um, he provided a lengthy confession, including his insistence he would never have been caught um, had he just planned everything per- perfectly. Um, well, you don't know that. Right. He. I mean, he's very like... I don't even know well, how to describe him. just would have him. planned it out. Yeah, he's like... he, he like, becomes... It sounds like you were planning it pretty hardcore, dude. Like well, you yeah, aborted does, mission twice. Right. He does take a lot of like steps to make it, quote unquote, the perfect crime. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But like he gets very confident and like kind of cocky about how he, he wouldn't have gotten caught if whatever reason... Ugh, oh he's, whatever he's just so stupid I, whatever you're gonna you're gonna be just as mad as i am really soon i promise it's just oh he's so stupid um anyway so <laughs> this is his like plan this is how he planned it out so he took his father's 12 gauge mossberg shotgun a fairly common weapon and he believed that it would be hard to track because it was pretty common um he grabbed a half dozen shotgun shells and then put on gloves um and wiped them for prints at Walmart, he picked up a black ski mask. He shaved his face and head so that he'd leave no forensic evidence. He wore two pairs of gloves. He stole plates from a parked car and switched them with his own. He disconnected his car's dome lights to help conceal his appearance when pulling up to the Kloss's home. He cut the cord that could unlock the trunk from the inside. So these are all things that he did to like prepare for wow, kidnapping Jamie. Serious premeditation. It's huge. It's insane. And he also um said that he would have killed anyone in that home including children to get to jamie like he was fully prepared to get her in any way possible so if she had siblings he would have killed her siblings i mean she was an only child i guess kind of thank goodness but like but i mean it's still horrendously tragic so we'll just get on with it so a little before 1 a.m. on October 15th, 2018, Jake Patterson returned for a third time with his headlights off. He wore brown steel-toed boots, a black jacket, jeans, um, a mask that concealed his entire face, the ski mask, and two pairs of gloves, like I said. So Jamie was asleep in her bedroom when her dog, Molly, who is a Shih Tzu, and I love Shih Tzus, but anyway, that's so unimportant right now. Um, Starts going fucking apeshit. Molly starts barking. She got up, um, saw the car, and rushed to wake up her parents. Her father, James, who was 56 at the time, headed to the front door, um, and Patterson Patterson shifted into park, stepped out quietly, and walked to the red brick entrance stairs. Um, Jamie and her mother, uh, Denise, who was 46, took cover in the bathroom. They locked and barricaded the door with a cabinet drawer. Um, Both her and her mother stepped into the tub and closed the shower curtain, which I... Like, that just sounds like nightmare fuel, you know? So the dad is up mm-hmm. and inspecting what the fuck's going on yeah he goes and her and her mom are in the tub in the bathtub yeah barricaded in yes i don't like where this is going no because it's... it sounds like the mom and dad are going to die well that's a spoiler alert i well, well kind of is you kind just of not. said <laughs> that know. he was gonna kill anyone who was there who wasn't her i know yeah so um... But I just, that's like nightmare fuel because... Just doing the math here. Right. When when I was a kid, like, I don't know if, if, if this was like an every kid kind of thing, but I was terrified of the shower. <laughs> like, I would always pull back really? the shower curtain. Oh, you pull back the curtain. Yeah, every time you go into the bathroom, you're like, someone's behind it, they're going to kill me. Like, just I would double check, dude. I just got to double check. Like, I know, logically, I know there's no one in my bathroom holding a knife waiting for me to sit down and, and poop. But like... <laughs> <laughs> 
but like just in case they are i'm gonna check when i was a kid i don't yeah. do that anymore but You're a real um, detective yeah so <laughs> just the thought of her and her mother like hiding in the bathroom behind a shower curtain which is like the flimsiest thing when when they know that like some shit's actually going yeah, on yeah there's some bad shit about to happen terrifying and, like, terrifying i mean because you pull the shower curtain back to get some some kind of cover but really that's not gonna do shit it's a shower curtain yeah it's just i just thought about that for too long and it's like just a little bit too uncomfy you know yeah you really put yourself there i did i mean i think it's just my own (laughs) shower curtain vendetta i don't know um (laughs) but (laughs) you have a shower curtain vendetta yeah but um yeah so they're behind the shower curtain um, James Kloss stood behind the white blinds in the window to the left of the front door with a flashlight. Um, Jake shouted at James to get on the ground, but James didn't move. Um, his flashlight was still illuminating the window. Patterson climbed the brick stairs and opened the storm door and pounded on the wooden door. Um, Jamie's father looked at him through a small wrought iron encased window pane in the middle of the door. Um, and Jake asked him, or James asked Jake to show him his badge, mistaking him for a police officer. Um, I wrote, I, I had a Whoa. typo in my, in my notes and I said, mistaking Jake for a bop. For a bop. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. That's Same thing. It's a bop. Police officer um, equals bop. Um, but, uh, while he was, I'm sorry, this is like a serious moment. I'm, I, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at my typo. <laughs> Your notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's bring it back. Um, while he was staring through the glass down the chrome-plated shotgun barrel, Patterson pulled the trigger and killed James, which is oh not funny God. at all. Actually, very horrendous. You're just checking to see what's going on. Yeah, just checking to like make sure your family's okay. Like just looking out the front little peephole, and you get shot and killed, just point blank. Um, Jamie and her mother heard the shot and knew exactly what had happened. Um, her mother dialed 911 on her cell phone at that point, which kills me to think about because if she had called 911, even if she didn't, even if they thought it was a cop, like call 911 and have them tell you it's a cop, you know, because if yeah. there's a cop there, then they're not, you're not going to get in trouble for checking to see if it's a cop. And I'm not blaming her by any means whatsoever, but it just kills me that she waited to call until after the gunshot because it's such a close call that like he gets away by like a few seconds kind of thing so it's just such a yeah it's just such a tough thing um but yeah so she called 911 and it was about 12 53 a.m when the call came in to the Barron county dispatch center only three miles from the Kloss family home um so dispatchers heard only screaming before the line was disconnected um, one dispatcher tried calling Denise's phone back, but got her voicemail, um, which is literally the shit of nightmares. Like if you think about you, you yeah. answer the phone, hear only screaming, people screaming and then, and then it gets disconnected the dead. and then you call back and it's just voicemail. Like, ugh. um, so like, I, like, I can't imagine like hearing the automated voice Yeah. in that moment. Like how, yeah, like her voicemail, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that that it's it's literally nightmare fuel it really yeah. is um so outside patterson tried to break open the door um because he shot him through the door he didn't break open the door um he ejected a spent shell from uh from the shotgun and then 
shot the doorknob. Um, he pushed the door open and stepped over James's body. Um, Patterson stalked each one of the rooms and came up to the bathroom door, which was um, locked, mm. and checked the rest of the house before he went back to the bathroom door, um, but realized that they were inside of there. Um, he tried kicking it open, but when that didn't work, he rammed uh, his shoulder into it over and over, which took about 10 to 15 blows from the upper, upper half of his six-foot 215 frame before the door split in two like wow that is crazy think about like i can't even but they they put a cabinet behind it right so it's barricaded yes it was barricaded but he so he tried to kick it down and then couldn't and then rammed himself into it 10 to 15 times before the door split Split in half yeah and i'm just thinking about denise the mother because you have your 13-year-old in your arms, you're helpless, your husband is presumably dead, yep. and you have no idea what's going on, and there's nothing between you. This maniac yeah, just split the door in half. you and this maniac other than a shower curtain. Like, that's what's happening. It, crazy. Jesus. Um, so, he ripped down the shower curtain to find Denise bear-hugging her daughter, he handed Denise Kloss duct tape and a uh, duct tape and ordered her to cover her daughter's mouth. When she struggled, um, he rested his weapon on the sink and did it himself. He bound Jamie's wrists and ankles and helped her out of the tub. He then pointed the shotgun at her mother's head and squeezed the trigger as he turned his head away. Which is like, what a fucking uh... coward, you know? I just can't even, I have so many, I I can't even put into words how heartless and cowardly this person is. I mean, you're going to hold the barrel of a shotgun to someone's head and pull the trigger and look away. I mean, not that it, like, it's, it's terrible any way you shake it, but like, you're not even going to, like, that's just, ugh. ugh, I hate him. I hate him so much because all he wanted to do was kidnap Jamie. <laughs> like, which is um, not like nothing. That is huge. But I'm just saying, like, you can't even look someone in the face. Yeah, I don't know. The visual on that is fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's because horrifying. It's a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think. I'm not even going to think too hard about that one. I didn't really. Ooh, uh, let's not think about that. But, um, so he then grabbed five foot 100 pound jamie think about how small that is i just she's so small and so young and must be so scared and dragged her out of the house and slipped on the bloodied floor as he was dragging her out of the house um and then uh through the yard and then forced her into the trunk of his ford taurus um in total the entire ordeal lasted four minutes that's how quick it was wow yeah um so patterson yeah you're right so like four minutes three miles yeah yeah i know it's disappointing to think about it's so tragic um so patterson then got into his car and removed the mask and laid his shotgun down next to him um and it only took 20 seconds into his getaway before he yielded for the passing emergency vehicles that were on the way to the Kloss household so he pulled over. He yielded, yeah. Because when you have an emergency vehicle, you have to 
pull over. I know, so, but no, I know. he literally he pulled over for the people yes. who were coming to get him. Yeah, and there were two officers that actually noticed his car and said, oh, yeah, there was a red Taurus that yielded for us. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, and, and Patterson said he was ready for a gunfight if he needed to. He said he was either going to shoot the cops or himself if he got caught in that moment because he only had three shells left. And he was like, I was going to go down fighting no matter what. Um, so when the police arrived at Jamie's home at around 1 a.m., they found the bodies of her parents and put out an Amber Alert for Jamie very soon after that. Um, for three months, police and volunteers across northern Wisconsin searched uh, for Jamie. Um, detectives uh, chased thousands of tips. There were just so many tips that three came in. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so the FBI offered a $25,000 reward for information, um, and her parents' employer, employer Jenny O, actually uh, matched that and offered 25000 on top of that for her return and, you know, any information. Um, Jamie's photo was everywhere. This was, I mean, I have talked to people uh, about oh, this sickening. because I was researching it, and, like, this was national news. Like, I'm sure some someone out there remembers seeing this. I mean, it was so recent um yeah but you know i've i've seen i've even seen those like i don't want to say like these types of things but i've seen not amber alerts but i've seen missing people be put up in like um you know put on a poster all around like do you have any any information and you know just the longer it goes on that like sinking feeling you you have every time that you pass it i can't imagine i know uh being in that community and being in the community yeah her friends yeah um so strangers attended her parents funeral um they had a bunch of events for jamie and her friends and family were putting out messages trying to appeal to the public um patterson in the meantime was holding jamie in a cluttered single family home near the tiny and heavily forested town of gordon uh minnesota is that where this is wisconsin (laughs) they're all the same in my mind it's wisconsin midwest (laughs) midwest is one no he was uh gordon wisconsin um so he didn't even move states no she was 70 miles away from where her house was 70 miles yeah Mm -hmm. so the population of this town was 650 like i said earlier i think it was where he grew up it was a very small town um uh and so and this was just a weird little tidbit of information but it kind of sets the scene um, there was a, there was a sign on top of his front door of the beige and brown two bedroom home that was set on a 2.6 secluded acres that read Patterson's retreat. Like, it's just creepy, you know, Ugh. it's like a, it's like a kind of a creepy little house and I'll, I'm going to post pictures on the Instagram of it, but it's, it's like creepy. Um, yeah, but so he had Jamie change into his sister's pajamas and burned her clothes in the basement fireplace along with the duct tape he used and his gloves. He said he was surprised to find there was no blood spatter on his boots or clothing. I just, I hate him so much. Um, so Patterson... I mean, I'm all about fuck this guy, but that is actually I mean, for the insane. amount of damage he caused, yeah, I guess it is kind of insane, but... yeah whatever um so patterson told authorities later that he let her sleep in his bed the first night while he slept on the couch like do you want to fucking stick her like there's always 
I feel like for some criminals, there's always these like weird lines or like things that they do with morality where like yeah they like, cross well... over to this like like oh I'm doing good here, but like I also just murdered two people, but like right. I'll sleep on the couch. It's like there's so it's so weird where where people draw the line mm-hmm. or like decide like this is the thing they're gonna do because it's it's right, the right this is thing the right to thing. do. No, you know after that's you exactly... kidnap somebody. The right thing to do is to sleep on the yeah, couch the, the right first thing to night. Do is let them sleep in the bed. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was gonna say earlier, but couldn't think of the right words. He has a lot of those moments where he like tries to make himself look better about what he did, and it's like you literally killed her parents in cold blood and took a thirteen-year-old like forcibly and held her against her will for like eighty-eight days. Like this is, you are evil. There's nothing that you could have done that would make you a good person, you know? Yeah. But you're trying to cross back and you just can't. You can't you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too, fucker. Yeah. Uh, I'm also thinking about uh the Moore's murders. Mm-hmm. You remember those? Yeah. Um it's a case in Ireland. Uh right? I think so. Yeah. It's in the UK for sure. Yeah. Uh where they like it's this brutal murder of children. It's but like hor- this guy horrific. Remember the guy who perpetrated it said something like, I would never take a fellow Scots kid. And like he would, he had all these weird, like, I would never do that. Yeah. That's horrible. And it's like, how can you even say that when you, when you cross the line? I know. Of murdering somebody. It's, just, it's so weird. Yeah. It's if, so if you, if you want to hear that. People's minds. Yeah. That very detailed, um, a, a few episodes of the Mormons murders there's a really uh morbid does a really great job of that it's um but so yeah uh, i lost my place he said he would let her sleep on the bed um okay so he said that he experienced a deep sense of remorse um the following morning quote i just felt so bad like every time i looked at her i was like i can't like i couldn't literally couldn't believe that i actually did this <laughs> that is his quote and that's not me tripping up my words. Those are his words. He's uh, so stupid. Perhaps so it would have been great levels. to realize this 24 hours ago. Right. Um, Patterson said he had fantasized about kidnapping a young teenage girl since his distar- discharge from the Marines. Um, he said if it wasn't for Jamie, it probably would have been someone else, like I said earlier. Um, at the point, uh, at this point, at one point, um jamie asked how long he intended to hold her and recalled telling and he recalled telling her that he wouldn't kill her and intended to let her go quote in like a year or something what i don't know since when do kidnappers like have an end date i don't know and also what is your what is your plan here dude like you're kid you're you're killing this girl's parents you're kidnapping her you're gonna hold her for like a year or something quote like and a then, year <laughs> yeah it literally like a year or something and then what you're gonna use the little men in black like mind eraser thing like what the hell is your plan <laughs> i just don't understand how he has no concept of what he did i mean i'm this sure he so does weird. but like he just has such a skewed vision of reality yeah, maybe, you know, he's going to work hard for that year and he'll invent the memory Men in Black device. Maybe. Maybe that's what he was hoping for. 
Or maybe he was hoping for her to just be his girlfriend because, I mean, he... We'll talk about it later because maybe he's like, oh, maybe it'll turn into what? something where she loves me back and we can stay together. I mean, this is just speculation, but I'm I'm just thinking about because later yeah, on we'll going. talk about the stuff that they do I don't know. Together. That honestly makes sense because he obviously is not a logical person. No. In any right. capacity. Yeah. So um, that could have been what's what his thought process yeah. was. Um, so in the nearly three months that Jamie remained his prisoner, Patterson said he would take her on walks in his yard. They would play catch with a baseball bat or with a baseball, not with a baseball bat. Um, and occasionally they would play badminton. He also said that they would play board games and watch television together, which is why I think that she or he wanted her to be his girlfriend. You know, like he's treating her in such a way that he's like, we're having fun together. And I believe they were cooking together and they would have like homemade meals quote unquote and like whatever he it's it's just he just such a, has has such a weird relationship with her because and I, I don't know and i actually was going to bring this up later there because this happened so recently and she was 13 years old at the time there really isn't um like any detailed information from her side of the story so all we have is his yeah. lengthy confession which i mean granted has a lot of information in it but i mean you really have to take it with a grain of salt because this dude is clearly crazy and i'm sure i mean i don't know actually but at some point if jamie were to do an interview when she was you know older and whatever we could potentially have a part two and revisit this case but I mean, we don't know exactly what went down because all we have is his side. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. But Yeah, I mean, I you can't interview. No, she's, she's 14. 14. No, she's, she's 14. a kid. Yeah. Just let her let her live. Try and finally just rebound from this trauma. Honestly. Can you even imagine like no. somebody who just killed your mother and your father playing badminton with them? Yeah, he's like, "You want to watch TV? How about play badminton?" Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. What? You want to have a you know, like a home-cooked meal? Hey, Jake. And pretend like everything's okay? Yeah. Like, your world just isn't completely destroyed? How about you just, like, put your head in the oven? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <laughs> What's that movie? It's like, can you get inside the oven to clean it? Oh, that scary movie? I don't know what it's called. I forget called. what it's called, but that's what I'm thinking Very of Hansel and Gretel. Um, so, whenever... And he would have people over to his house. And Are he, you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding at all. He would have... So it says whenever he would have someone over to his home, he would force Jamie to stay underneath his twin-sized bed. Um, he would stuff the underneath of the bed with bags and laundry bins and barbells. Um, and his father would come by every single Saturday. Every Saturday, uh, he would come by and he would turn up the radio in the bedroom to not only muffle the sounds of her movements, but to stop her from hearing anything that was going on so whoa yeah and he had a, he hosted a christmas party like he literally had a christmas party while she was underneath his bed his twin size bed that like underneath was like two feet high or something like that what is who no words i just, <laughs> i can't think of what to say so he had a whole christmas party yeah. while this poor girl is just sitting terrified under his bed while the radio's playing yes like presumably christmas music is playing Probably. while her while she's been trapped under this bed yeah and he and also, everyone downstairs is just having a good old time yeah he basically relied on fear with her because um he didn't ever lock her up or anything he or even lock the door he would 
put her underneath the bed and basically yell at her and use his like anger and like fear tactics to make her stay under the bed right um and he would like move he would move all that that stuff around her and basically be like if i see any of this moved you will not like what's going to happen like he would basically just threaten her um yeah and i mean you gotta be terrified absolutely terrified like i mean of course this you can't feel safe even a 13 at this point yes she's 13 this this man killed both of her parents in front of her while her mother was pretty much holding her i mean well her mother wasn't holding her but you know like right in front of her yeah and she walked over her dad's body like this is not someone that you can even begin to trust at any point not that she would because he's doing all these crazy things but but uh but yeah, he would yell at her and hit the walls. And he said, um, he, he said, quote, like, I never actually hit her once the entire time. Like? Yeah. Like, I, I actually never, the entire time, never hit her once. That's the quote. He's very well spoken, if you couldn't tell. Um, and he threatened, quote, bad things would happen to her if she tried to come out from underneath the bed. Um, and yeah, there were two occasions where Jamie accidentally knocked over a bag or moved something. Um, and Jamie actually said, this is like the one thing that we have that Jamie said, um, at least that I saw in one of the research, the, uh, sources I read was, um, he would hit her really hard on the back when she moved something. Um, and he would keep her underneath the bed for as long as 12 hours with no food, no water, and no bathroom breaks. 12 hours. Which is just so crazy. It's mind-boggling. It really is. Um, So for some time, Patterson kept the loaded shotgun outside of the bedroom in case the police showed up. But after about two weeks, he put the weapon away and told detectives later on that he believed he had gotten away with his crimes. Um, This little boost in confidence led Patterson to apply for a nighttime warehouse job at a liquor store. His goddamn resume said... Quote, I'm an honest and hardworking guy, and there's I have not much work experience, but I show up to work and I'm a quick learner. <laughs> really learn how to sell yourself, Just, dude. <laughs> You're doing great. A, I'm an upstanding citizen. What a stand-up guy. I want him to work at my liquor store. Wow. I, mm. um, so on the morning of January 10th, 2019, he told Jamie that he would be out of the house for a few hours. He told her. He was like, I'm going to be out of the house for a few hours. And he drove to his mother's home to search for jobs. Um, so. Did he, did he lock her in there? Or? No, he didn't. So you know what Jamie did? She got her little ass out from underneath that bed and walked out the damn house. <laughs> That's what she did. Wow. Which, like, incredible. Like, like I, awesome? That must have taken so much bravery. Like, I can't even commend her enough because yeah. that's terrifying. She she knew exactly, like, when her moment was just like, this is it. Yeah. This is this is my chance. Yeah. I need to go. It must this have been idiot so is going scary. to be gone for two hours. Yeah. I mean, she didn't I'm know just how, how sit long. There. Yeah, she didn't but know how long. I feel like a gone. lot of times in a situation like this, you're, he's been literally terrorizing you for three months. A lot of people might have just stayed there for fear that he was like just testing her or would come back. Absolutely. You know, 
yeah, would just sit there out of fear. Yeah, there are a few cases of a few, like there are a number of kidnappings where the person who was the kidnapper would put the per- put their, uh, what is the word? Hello? Their prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Head empty. Captive? No thought. Yeah, they're captive. Words. Um, in like a room and would basically be like, I'm going to leave. And then they would hide in another room and wait to see if the person would try to escape and many times they did because you know they're right like your your fight or flight goes goes in you think the person's gone and you try to leave and then that person would you know then harm them in whatever way that was happening and like this this happens in a lot of kidnapping cases so like the fact that he actually left when he said he was going to is amazing like thank god and he's just so stupid to think that he could rely on fear tactics alone to try to stop her from escaping you know it's just crazy and and he didn't even try to like barricade the door or anything he literally said he even said i try thought at some point she might try to escape but she never did up until this point and so i never felt the need to like lock the door or like try to trap her in any way other than what he was already doing with the bed like packing her underneath the bed He's just so stupid. And, like, thank God he is because she came out alive and she's safe and happy today. But, like, what a dumbass. Just the worst criminal. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> um, this turns but... into criminal pointers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, if you're going to be a criminal, don't I do get it that it, way. But it's just, like... It's just so yeah. stupid. I, uh, I can't. Um, so... She shoved the bins and weights away from the bed and crawled out from underneath his twin-size bed, put on a pair of Patterson sneakers, unlocked the door, and walked out. Like, that, she just walked out. Um, Yeah. So, Jean Nutter, who was uh, one of Patterson's neighbors, who actually only visited her, like, cabin up in this town. She had, like, a kind of a vacation cabin up in this in this town that she would only visit a few times a year and she just so happened to not only be there but to be walking her dog at the time that jamie went outside no way yes so she was walking her dog near her driveway at about 4 p.m when she spotted jamie coming up to her she said she knew something was wrong since it was january and jamie was only in pajamas didn't have any gloves and um patterson's shoes were on the wrong feet she saw oversized sneakers that were on the wrong feet no jacket it's the middle of winter it's the small little girl something's up something's up dude and so jamie told gene quote i'm lost and i don't know where i am and i need help i'm jamie um gene recognized her face and definitely knew her name from she recognize it from like posters or like the search i think so i think she. oh my god could you imagine you like walk by that that poster a day earlier yeah and i mean it was everywhere the person you're looking for just appears appears. for you out of nowhere yeah hiding is being held captive in your neighbor's home crazy wow um so gene said jamie seemed scared but remained calm um gene decided not to bring jamie into her cabin since she was a direct neighbor of jake so she brought her a little bit down the road to the nearest home she began pounding on the door of Kristen Kaczynskis, Kaczynskis, um, her home, and immediately brought her in. Just, <laughs> just Kristen. Just Kristen's home. Um, so they brought her inside and called 911. Kristen said she immediately knew that it was 
Jamie Kloss. She was like, I saw her and it was, it, I knew it was her. Um, right. So the two women called 911 while Kristen's husband stood guard at the front door with a gun. Um, yeah, I was like, does anyone have a gun in this yeah, situation? They were guarding the door with a gun. <laughs> um, so, That's good. Yeah. So Jamie told them that she didn't know where she was, but that the man who took her and killed her parents was named Jake Patterson. Jean had lived only a few doors down from his home and um, actually didn't live there. Oh, I already said this. She didn't live there full time. This is just mm. further in my notes. Um, so when Jake got home, he noticed that Jamie was gone. Um, he searched the whole house and then discovered her footprints outside. So he got back into his, his car to hunt her down. Just then, the deputy that had Jamie... Did he follow her- the footsteps? Well, yes, but he got back into his car to, like, see if she was walking around by herself. He didn't, like, follow them. I think they were probably on a road, so, like, he couldn't really follow them anymore. Um, So, at this point, Jamie's in police custody. She's with a deputy. Um, And so, the deputy that had Jamie in her car spotted Jake's red Taurus and asked Jamie if that was him. Jamie said she couldn't say, but the deputy alerted another cop to pull over um, the red Taurus that she spotted and luckily jake had returned his original plates back to his car at this point so the police were able to run the plates and see that it was in fact his car so two sergeants pulled him over and ordered him to put his hands up and when they opened his door all he said was i did it that's what he said (laughs) what a jackass (laughs) like i did it okay that's it i hate him i hate him like, ugh, there's so many things I hate. I can't even put into words how I feel about, like, <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I guess it's better that he just straight up confessed and gave a lengthy description of everything that happened, but, uh, yeah. Like, do you think you're doing them a favor? Like, do you think you're doing Jamie a favor? Do you think that you, like, do you think you have some, like, uh, I don't even know. I was going to say God complex, but that's not it. He just yeah. thinks so highly of himself, you know? He has just such a weird, like, a weird outlook on this whole situation and, like, a weird relationship with it. I don't I don't know, but... Yeah, I don't know. It just seems... It kind of seems like he just... He's like, yeah, I did it. Like, I... It's almost like he kind of wanted to say it, like, if he was going to get caught. Yeah. You like, know? how serial it's killers like, want to be known yeah, they for be what known. they're... Yeah, and he even said like he thought he probably would be caught at some point like even though he was like oh i i thought i was in the clear and i whatever he was like oh i I knew i probably would get caught at some point so it's like what's your story dude which one is it whatever he wanted to be known for this is the point um jake immediately gave a full and detailed uh, confession of everything but like how like i can't even get myself into the mental capacity to be like i want to be known for this like no, of course not, because you're not why a crazy person. Why in the person. fuck would you want to be known for this? And, like, why would you be proud of it? And, like, you seem to... Yeah. So, like, I, mean, I feel like I feel myself descending into where you're at <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> with you this case. Settling into my like, crazy uh, mindset. It's not even... It's, like, it's so beyond fuck this guy. Oh, I can't yeah. put it into words. Right. That's, what I, that's where I'm at. I'm glad yeah. we're on the same page. No, and I'm... You know what? I'm glad that you don't know why or how people like this want to be known for what they did because that means you're not a lunatic you know oh, well cool <laughs> kudos to don't you don't call the cops for on not me. being a lunatic yep. <laughs> um we don't support lunatics on this podcast <laughs> um 
So he, Jake said he didn't lock her into the house and suspected she might be able to get out, but counted on fear to keep her from attempting escape. I mean, to be completely honest, like... Well, and for a time, makes, he was right. That does make sense. Yeah, I mean, for a time, he was right. And, I mean, she was in his home for 88 days. So that's, you know, it did work for a while, but, you know, I don't know. He's just an idiot. He's going to try at some point. Of course. And so this is, listen to, listen to, listen to his quote. I hate him so much. Bring it um, on. Quote, I just trusted her and that she wouldn't try to get out. Like, this is the only, today was the only day she ever tried to get out. I'm, I'm sorry. I got nothing for you. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. I just. It's like, everything was the same before. It will continue to be this way in the future. No thought. Head empty. Hem- head empty. Um, so Patterson like, said. Yeah, it's like, she saw her opportunity, dude. Yeah, of course. You literally told her you were going to be out of the house. It's like, all right, for here's hours. where I'm going to be, and here's the time period. Uh, you know, door's not locked. And uh, it's almost like he, he was like, all right, you know, I have right, to Jamie, say what's that my the. Curfew? <laughs> yeah, what's your curfew? Uh, the police response time averaged about 10 minutes. I'm going to be gone for two hours. That means you got about 12 times the time that it takes police officers to get here before I'll be back. Don't so, get out. No, don't get cause out. Because I'm going to be angry. You better not try it. Yeah, but I'll be angry behind bars. Right. Um, so Patterson said he followed the news coverage of Jamie's abduction and became more and more confident that he would get away with it. Uh, quote, after a while, I thought, well, I could get away with this. I mean, I understand how when there's no connection, a person has no connection to someone, how that's fucking almost impossible to solve or really hard to solve so he's like patting him on the back that he had there was no rhyme or reason for him to choose jamie because he's like that's impossible to solve i bamboozled the cops it's like fucking congratulations you dickweed i hate him Ooh. um <laughs> that's all i have to say Ooh. um yeah i don't know it just he he keeps contradicting because he's like you know i thought i got away with it and you know I would have if, but I would have eventually got caught, I feel yeah, like. Right. So he, he always, he's always one step ahead. He always knows what's going to happen. Shut up. Ooh, I hate him. Um, so after this lengthy confession and trial, Jake Patterson was convicted of two counts of first degree intentional homicide, one count of kidnapping, and one count of armed burglary in May of 2019. And he will spend the rest of his miserable life in prison. Um, and okay, I know we're so angry about everything and we're only going to get angrier because listen to this bullshit. We're not done yet. Oh, he's in jail. No, 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 no. He's in jail. You wish, bitch. Okay, listen. So Patterson wrote a letter responding to some questions that a reporter sent to him in a letter. So, and I'm going to post the picture of this letter on Instagram because it's, uh, Is it in cursive? No, it's in, like, <laughs> weird little chicken scratch, like, ugly boy writing. Okay, so he's basically illiterate. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, so, sick burn. Um, so, <laughs> um, I'm going to read the transcript. Uh, the transcript of this letter? Yes. The transcript. Trans- that's You're going to read the letter. I'm going to read the damn <laughs> letter, bitch. That's the words. Um, so, it says, Lou, hi, IDK if I'll actually send this. I'll answer some of your questions, some I can't, in parentheses, question mark, 
pen scribble redaction. There's quite a few pen scribbles that he like. This letter is riddled with pen scribble redaction. So I'm going to say that when he has a scribble because some of them are relevant. So he says, I won't put a lot of details anyways. So this is question one that the reporter sent him. Yeah, Why... right. You love that people want to know about of this. Course. You're going gonna to put so many details. He's eating this shit up. I don't he... even know what's in the letter. I just know that this is exactly what he's going to do. Yes. Um, so this is question one. Why did you confess when you were caught? And why did you confess in such detail? And he said, I knew when I was caught, in parentheses, which I thought would happen a lot sooner. No, you didn't. You literally said multiple times that you thought you got away with it, you stupid shithead. I... Uh, anyway. Let me continue my high status in my own mind. Yes, let me continue saying how I knew everything that was going to happen before it happened. Um, he said, I wouldn't fight anything. I tried to give them everything. Pen scribble redaction. Parentheses, wasn't completely honest. So they didn't have to interview Jamie. They did anyways and hurt her more for no reason. Are you so weird. out of your goddamn mind? You are literally sitting here telling me that you are ashamed with the cops or you're you're disappointed in the cops because they had to interview her because of what you did to her and her family when you're like, oh, I didn't want them to hurt her anymore, which is why I gave such a lengthy description. Do you honestly think that the cops are going to trust you, you shitbag? Are you... Out of yeah. your goddamn mind. Oh my god. There's no way. But they like did it anyways, this is another one of those more. this is another one of his things where he's like Oh, I'll just confess with all the details so she doesn't have to, to do anything and it's like Dude, you're so far gone that point you're so far past that point. He he just thinks so highly of himself. And he's yeah, like, and he has like such weird to... he's so his lines of morality are so blurred. I mean, like, it's so well, no weird. shit, but right. like, this is another example of like, right. yeah, yeah, him just being a complete dickass. Yep. Um, but a so, dick ass. so I looked up really um, creative insults. If you couldn't tell Look before at you this, go. it's just, it's Look just they, they're go. more fun. You know, they're, they're like fun. they're much more fun. Um, so You're mixing it up, yeah. So he. Ugh, so they did it anyways and hurt her more for no reason. I'm going to read it like that from now on in his time because because he sucks. Um, <laughs> question two. What is your plan now? Pl uh, plead guilty or take the case all the way to trial? And he wrote, plead guilty. I want Jamie and her relatives to know that. Don't want them to worry about the trial. Was actually going to on the 6th, but in the, in a case like this, it's not really allowed, question mark. So the judge moved it to the 27th of March. So he's like, I wanted to plead guilty because I didn't want Jamie to go through this again because he cares so much about Jamie and he's such a good person and he only cares about how Jamie feels. Shut the fuck up, dude. I hate him. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so question three. What led you to the uh, to want to kidnap a girl in the first place? His answer, it's not black and white pen scribble redaction. <laughs> um, That's it? It's not black and white. Uh, question four. Do you have any remorse or regrets for the things that you did? Huge amounts. Pen scribble redaction. I Huge can't amounts. believe I did this. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking that. I know. 
the <laughs> second before you said it. I know. Are um, you kidding me, dude? Yeah. Well, at least he feels remorse, but also like eat a bag of Such dicks. Such a weird remorse. Right. Um, question five. What was your long-term plan if Jamie had not escaped that day? He says, won't say. Pen scribble redaction. It was really stupid, though, looking back. Which is, which brings me back to my point of he just wanted a goddamn girlfriend and knew the only way he would ever get one his creepy ass would be to literally kidnap someone and hold her against her goddamn will because he's just the worst. No one, I don't... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we, ran, <laughs> we ran out of words halfway no words, through. Just screaming. <laughs> oh, um, okay. <laughs> Question six. Did you confide in anyone or leave any hints that people failed to pick up on? He said no. Question seven. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any friends. Yeah, no friends, no family. I mean, he has family, but whatever. He's very quote independent whatever shut up um question seven (laughs) or isolated yeah isolated weirdo um did your family really have no clue how often were your family members in your cabin and how close did they come to discovering jamie under the bed he said no one knew my dad only came on saturdays the same time every day so it was a routine jamie hides on saturday pen scribble redaction my family respects privacy so no one even went in my room wow yeah. Could you imagine being his parents and like you're you literally like have no idea you went to his Christmas party and every week you walked by the room that this girl was in and like and like I like I know that you know how could they know no of if, course if you think your sons I mean everyone thinks that their own children are good people right but like after everything comes out the chilling feeling every time you remember that every time you ever walked by that yeah absolutely and the people in his class like the because he did have a few close friends and you know even though he didn't keep contact with his friends if you think about it he's our age he graduated high school 2015 he's this is only 2019 so he's not really that far off from from high school his the people yeah the people right the people that were in his life that were his friends were shocked they were like i like we always knew he was a little bit of a loner and kind of weird but like never in a million years do they think that he would he was capable of something like murdering this. two people yeah murdering and and also holding someone against their their will for almost 90 days right like it's i mean people were shocked so i don't think that his family knew or anyone in his life i mean i guess i don't know but like that's i mean from from all yeah. accounts people could you really imagine did not you're think. like you're the guy who or the girl who sits sat by him in like yeah. english class and you're like you, you know you kind of got to be on like a acquaintance level or one of his friends right and like you know you just see this news story and you're like oh well, well holy shit that's terrible what the fuck it's it's jake right um just i actually jarring. i had one of those situations really? where um, I don't rem- I don't ever remember what happened with, with the case, but um, uh, a girl I sat next to in a number of classes over the years, like, um, ended up uh, shooting a guy in the face. Oh my god! And it was like just casual. Wow. I don't know. I I never followed up on whether it was um, accidental on purpose. Right. But you just heard it through the grapevine, kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm sure it was distorted, but. Uh, I mean, you don't know. It was like 
I don't know at this yeah. point, but it was, it would like ruin my day. Cause I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, damn, you really ruined my day by shooting. Oh, someone fuck off. Okay. <laughs> that was a classic response. That's very funny. Well, yeah, I don't know. It happened long enough after I graduated that yeah. I thought I would be detached. That's why I said it that way. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was so haunting. Of course. How could it not be haunting? Yeah. Even someone you, like, even someone you just recognize being near, like, even if they're not even, like, your, your friend or your acquaintance, like, just your classmate that it's you're like you knew them. used to seeing yeah. and, like, hearing in class, even if you have no relationship to them, it's still very creepy and eerie to think about yeah. that someone that you were associated with in some sort of circle is capable of something like that. Scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, question eight. Did you ever return to Baron after the crime or insert yourself in any of the vigils or anything being held for Jamie's honor? Did you ever get close to her family following the shooting slash kidnapping? He said, I stayed away from Baron. Question nine. How closely did you follow the news coverage and was Jamie aware of the news coverage and the extent to which people were searching for her? Um, he said, I followed it through my phone. If something popped up on the TV about it, I would change the channel. Would tell Jamie, I'm sorry, I can't watch this. IDK what she knew. <laughs> like, again, Pats for Patrick. Congratulations, you did so well not showing Jamie the coverage of her own goddamn kidnapping and murder of her parents that you did. You get a gold star. Um, question 10. When in your life did you realize that you were capable of doing something like this? I just watched a 2020 special on BTK Killer and he told a reporter he knew as a teen that he wanted to do something like this one day and he was jealous uh, over attention other killers like Ted Bundy were receiving. Did you feel any of those same thoughts? He said, the cops say I planned this thoroughly and that I said that. They're really good at twisting your words around, put them in different spots, straight up lie. Little mad about that. Trying to cover up their mistakes, I guess. <laughs> this was mostly on impulse. I don't, I don't think like a serial killer. Yeah, dude, mostly Wait. on impulse to the point where you shaved your damn head and fucking like everything and you bought a ski mask and you got the gun and you changed the plates and you cut the line in the trunk and you went there two times oh yeah that was mostly on impulse you shithead oh my god yeah (laughs) question 11 what goes through the mind of someone who wants to carry out something like this he said at the time i was really pissed I didn't quote what want to wait no no no. okay so this is the thing I wanted to clarify from the last point mm-hmm. so he got the idea from a 2020 special no that was the reporter was bringing that up he was talking about how like serial killers want to be known for this sort of thing he was you know whatever oh, okay that was the reporter um but he said he was really pissed that's why he did it um and he didn't want to um the reason I did this is complicated that's what he said I'm sure. I'm so smart, and a little pea brain like you could not understand I'm why so I wanted to do this because it's complicated. That's like putting your goddamn relationship status on Facebook to it's complicated, but like times four trillion. It's just so stupid. Like it's complicated. Are you kidding? Is that a joke? Shut up. I hate you. Um. <laughs> and then he wrote. I need to pee. Oh, you got it. Okay. <laughs> All right, make it snappy. All right, we're back at it. Um, Okay, so he wrote his little 
pen scribble redaction. I mean, he's just like scribbling out shit throughout the letter, like I was saying. And at the bottom of the letter, he like made a little key for whoever was reading the letter. He put a little scribble, like a tiny little scribble of clearly not marking up any word to like hide it. It was just a little scribble. And then he said equals self-redaction, LOL. So he had to he specify. He put an LOL. Yeah, he literally had to put a little key at the bottom, like someone wouldn't understand what a scribble meant on the page. <laughs> Why do you think you are so smart down to your scribbles, sir? I don't understand. So, okay, then it said, Oof. No one will believe or can even imagine how sorry I am for hurting Jamie this much. Can't express it. And then... On the back of the letter, he really wrote, though? right, again, I'm glad he feels some sort of remorse, but also who the fuck do you think you are? It seems fake. Yeah, well, yes, but also, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he truly believes it or not. I think he might, but he just has such a skewed vision of reality that he's just, he thinks so highly of himself and he thinks he's so smart. And he's like, no one could possibly imagine the pain that I'm going through. Like what he's going through, even slightly like, resembles no, I can't the trauma because he's put a fourteen year murderer. Right. Ooh. Um, yeah. So then on the back of the letter, this is maybe my favorite part. He put it's a secret message. No. Even better. On the back of the letter, he wrote in big bubble letters that you would see bubble Yeah, bubble letters. The bubble letters. He said, I'm sorry, Jamie. For everything in big bubble letters on the entire page. Like a huge bubble letter, I'm sorry, Jamie, for everything. And then at the bottom it says, I know it doesn't mean much. No, it doesn't mean much. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. Oh my God. I, I, I just, like, down to the bubble letters. How? Like, it's so uh, juvenile. And it's also like, I, it's just, that's what He's a, what, 22 at this point? Yes. He's our age. Or 23? He's he's so juvenile. Like, what does that even mean? Why did you write in bubble letters? This is, like, weirdly something I feel like you would see between 8th and 10th grade. Right. <laughs> it's very weird. I don't understand. Um, But anyway, enough of that, dude. He, I'm sick of him. Are we finally done? We're almost with done. This I'm just chunk. gonna wrap up with Jamie. Please. So this is a long one. I know. Thanks for holding in there. So Jamie now lives with her uncle and aunt. Her aunt has been notified by the police about the letter and is trying her best to shield Jamie from any kind of coverage. She obviously never gave Jamie any access to. She's gonna see it one day, though. One day, yeah. It's... But I mean, for now, she is, you know, underneath yeah. good care. So good. Jamie has started school, and the Kloss family attorney, Chris. Gramstrup said teenagers uh, the teenager spent her summer hiking through state parks reconnecting with friends and celebrating special occasions with her family including her 14th birthday wait did he say the teenager I mean it wasn't a direct quote but it was it just said the the article that I read said that the teenager whatever but I'm okay. sure he said Jamie um he also read a statement on behalf of Jamie who thanked everyone in the kindness and concern they had shown her. It said, this is from Jamie, I'm very happy to be home and getting back to the activities that I enjoy. I love hanging out with all my friends and I feel stronger every day. Um, Graham Strupp, the lawyer or attorney, uh, said, this is the same thing, lawyer, attorney, whatever, um, said the strength <laughs> of Jamie's father and mother's kind, caring heart 
a kind and caring heart, both qualities he said they passed on to their daughter. Um, and yeah, that is the story of Jamie Kloss. And it's like new and crazy. Um, and I'm so, so I'm going to post, uh, the, you know, case photos. Um, I'm going to post the picture of the letter and the, and the, uh, his house and the room that she was staying in and jake patterson i'm not going to post a a picture of jamie she's 14 she's survived and it just just feels wrong i mean her picture is obviously out there from all the coverage that they had really want to go see it but but i'm not going to post it there i just would like to give her any more privacy than she could have like i just don't really feel the need but anyway if you want to see those photos, the photos that I do post, um, follow us on Instagram. We are not today underscore podcast. Um, if you or anyone you know has a story uh, of survival or true crime or anything, like one of those like let's not meet stories on, on Reddit where you talk about just weird encounters you've had with creepy people, send it, it our way. I would love to hear it. We would love to have a listener's episode. Or if you want us to tell a story that you know, send it our way we love to get uh suggestions um our email is no today podcast at gmail.com um if you want to follow us on twitter our twitter handle is not today podcast but the t on the end of podcast is a three and we that are, just makes sense it just makes sense and uh we are on apple podcast we i mean we've been on apple podcast but if you like the show um please rate and review us it helps us out a ton it boosts our 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 viewing or our platform so other people can find us and we can grow it would mean a lot um so yeah also that, oh yes we're on amazon music now oh yeah we're on amazon music so too. if you listen to amazon music Give they also a have podcasts now right <laughs> that you can listen to for free yes you can um and now for our palate cleanser for oh, this yeah. goddamn awful story um i think we're gonna start doing this at the end of episodes where we just kind of find um the Fun funnier, up more uplifting news story. Um, so, today's story. The headline is, Cyclist rides 2,500 miles from Poo Poo Point to Pee Pee Creek. Oh, we love Poo Poo Pee Pee jokes on this podcast, folks. <laughs> we support poo jokes, pee yeah. jokes, fart jokes alike. We-, <laughs> <laughs> we will go as low as we need to go for the laugh. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> a cyclist racing raising money for yemen relief said that he rode exactly 69 miles per day to travel from poo poo point in washington state to pp creek in ohio i love that for the yemen relief and i can't believe that this dude committed to 69 miles per day no that just that just puts a cherry on top of, of this headline <laughs> Of course, someone who's going from Poo Poo Point to Pee Pee Creek is going to do 69 miles a day. Of what, course. What, what is he? He's so, like, a crazy person. You he's, know, he's, you know, he's, rational. His, his humor is in the gutter, as is ours. But he's doing it for a great cause. Yeah. Um, well, that's fun. And that's the palate cleanser. That's the palate cleanser. This is and the, that's podcast, the podcast. And we hope you enjoyed it. Please come back for some more fun. Um, and we'll and see. We'll, stay safe. Yeah. We'll see you in the next one. See ya. See ya.